Second Two, the Millions Podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. Today we're going to talk Mariners' victory over the Miami Marlins last night, uh, Tuesday, June 13th. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the upswing in the Mariners' offense. We'll recap the game. Talk about George Kirby's turnaround. Uh, Mariners' offense in this game: Cal Raleigh, Mike Ford, Jose Caballero, and then review or preview, excuse me, uh, tonight's pitching matchup, which is Luis Castillo against uh, the rookie phenom Yuri Perez. So let's get started. Uh, George Kirby was. Freaking brilliant uh, last night. He went six innings, three hits, one run. It was unearned, no walks, 10 strikeouts. I believe this was his first double-digit strikeout start. Uh, He moves to six and five with a 3.24 ERA. He threw 92 pitches, 69 of them were strikes, and first pitch strikes to 17 of 22 batters. George Kirby did a lot of things that uh, that I felt like he needed to do or change in order to uh, improve, most notably of which is uh, throw purpose pitches outside of the zone um, to increase the effectiveness of his pitchers in zone. He also was up 0.8 miles per hour average on his four-seam fastball. He was up to 96.4 as his average this game. 96.3 on the sinker, which was up 1.2 miles an hour over his yearly average. Um, his spin was down on all four pitches a bit, but I think the increased velocity uh, served him well. With uh, 43 four-seam fastballs, he got 31 swings, uh, 12 whiffs, on those 31 swings for 39% whiff rate on the four seam, six whiffs on 15 swings on the sinker, uh, one whiff on three swings on the cur- a slider, and one whiff on four swings on the curb. Uh, so that was a 38% whiff rate, which is um, higher than what he's been putting up uh, this season. It's good to see. Uh, I, I do think that facing the Marlins helped George Kirby in that they – uh, like to swing the bats and and don't aren't looking to take a bunch of pitches, but uh, he also did a really great job as we will look into in detail of not throwing the ball down the middle and trying to uh, dot the outside frame of and the inside frame of the strike zone. So Mariners are now th- thirty three and thirty three, uh, eight games out of first place, four and a half games out of the wild card. Uh, the Marlins are thirty seven and thirty one. Uh, four games out of first. I would like to point out that the Mariners in the last seven games have scored nine runs, eight runs, four runs, six runs, four runs, and three runs and four runs. So the Mariners are averaging 5.4 runs per game in the last seven. The offense is certainly uh, ticked up. And uh, as I said yesterday, you're not hearing so many of the uh, the or seeing so many of the pitchforks come out looking for uh, Jerry Depoto as this offense starts to play more to its capabilities. Top one, uh, Luis Arise, uh, four pitch strikeout. Uh, he did get a fastball that was middle middle, 
but uh, I believe that if you look at the Mariners' approach to some of the lesser uh, powerful hitters in the Marlins lineup, um, the Mariners were picking and choosing when to throw down the middle and uh, try to induce contact and when not to. Uh, so Arise gets a fastball middle-middle, um, but he doesn't do anything with it. He ends up striking out. It was good to see George Kirby throw pitches outside of the strike zone to Luis Arise. He got a, a high outside strike on a curveball, a sinker that was high, and then a sinker that was outside. But it was clear in this first at-bat that uh, he was choosing to um, choosing to throw balls, knowing that Luis Arise wanted to swing the bat. That's a good sign from George Kirby because the damage that was being done to him previously was because he was such a comfortable at-bat. Uh, Jorge Soler, three-pitch ground out. He got a slider up and in for strike one, and then a curveball low and away for a swinging strike. The third pitch was a sinker that was on the outside rail about belt high that he uh, grounded out on. Kirby was all over the zone in this at-bat, um, but still uh, working the corners, and that's, again, uh, what you're looking for from him. I, I do believe the slider that was up and in in a strike was probably not meant to be located there, but the point is that uh, he was all over the zone, and you couldn't pinpoint what he was doing. Third at bat, Brian De La Cruz was a four-pitch strikeout, fastball, fastball, curveball, fastball. Uh, first one was the upper outside corner for a swinging strike. Second pitch, fastball, was outside rail just above the belt. That was fouled off, so 0-2. Here's what I – here's probably my favorite pitch of the entire game. So 0-2 to Brian De La Cruz. You go up with two fastballs. George Kirby wasted a curveball low and away and either looking for the chase or trying to change the, um, the eye level of Brian De La Cruz, whatever was the case, the fact that he wasted a pitch low and away. Oh, two is what I've been pounding the table for from George Kirby uh, all year long. And I think it set up his high and outside um, fastball for uh, swinging strike three. My in my notes, I wrote beautiful because this is a, this is the way you want to set up hitters when you have the type of command and control of George Kirby. You want to move their their uh, eye level. You want to shift velocity on them, and and if you know that you're not going to walk a ton of hitters, it's okay. It's okay. In fact, it's a good idea to waste pitches at times to set them up. So this wasted curveball low and away on the third pitch to De La Cruz was probably my favorite pitch of the game because it says to me that George Kirby is trying to. Um, he's trying to walk hitters through his uh, kind of dictate to the hitter what he wants the hitter to do, as opposed to just filling up the zone with strikes. So 11 pitches in the top of the first four were outside of the zone. I think all four served a purpose um, Two strikeouts, just a, a, a beautiful inning from George Kirby in top one, bottom one uh, Mariners don't score one, two, three against Edward Cabrera. It's an 18-pitch inning. They did make him work a bit. Ty France had a 10-pitch uh, at-bat. Uh, Cabrera's a tough a tough go. Uh, throws hard. Really beautiful changeup. Um, fastball, sinker. A curveball that ends up, that he ends up uh, uh, kind of making a mistake on later on in the game. But uh, dynamite stuff, as we talked about last pod. Uh, top two. Garrett Cooper, eight pitch ground out to shortstop. Everything to him was belt higher, higher. Seven of the eight pitches were 96-9 or higher uh, velocity-wise. 
that's interesting to watch. You can tell what George Kirby is trying to do because his command is so good. Um, and you can see the strategy that he's trying to employ against uh, the opposing hitter. Yuli Gurriel flew out to right field on a four-pitch at-bat. Um, everything was outside rail. And then Gene Segura, a three-pitch ground out to short, uh, 15-pitch inning for for George Kirby in the top of the second. Bottom two, Taylor Hernandez, six-pitch walk. Um, Jared Kelnick, first pitch, fielder's choice, so runner on first, one out. Uh, Gino, three-pitch single on a middle-middle sinker. Uh, it was nice to see him capitalize on a middle-middle pitch because it was something that he wasn't doing in previous weeks. Uh, he's up there to drive in runs. He's up there to do damage. And so when he gets a pitch to hit, it is um, imperative that he does uh, get on base or drive people in. So like to see that from Gino. I think that's a good sign. Kyle Raleigh came up two runners on. Uh, second pitch or first pitch was a fastball up and in for ball one. And then Edward Cabrera really did throw him a uh, just a cement mixer curveball uh, that was just above the belt and center cut uh, at 85 miles an hour. And Cal Raleigh rode that out to right field, 105 miles an hour plus off the bat, 409 feet. Uh, it was up to the kind of the top row of uh, the bottom right field stands. This absolute shot. So Mariners go up 3-0 on the uh, on the Cal Raleigh homer. Good to see him break out a little bit. He had been slumping. Uh, Mike Ford grind, grounds out to for uh, the pitcher. And then Jose Caballero, really nice six-pitch walk. Uh, he fouled off the fifth pitch, which was a sinker that was belt high inside, though, at 95 to stay alive. I just... It's probably at least one at bat that I go into detail with Jose Caballero every single time he starts because he he really does make the pitcher work. And um, despite the fact that, you know, I think over time as a starter, he he would get exposed and wouldn't put up great numbers. He's very important. That type of player is very important to uh, the other eight batters in the lineup in that he takes so many pitches and he's able to really um, force the pitcher to work. I really like him as a player. I think his eventual home is as a utility guy, but I, I like him as a Mariner. Uh, J.P. Crawford, five-pitch strike three to end the inning. Um, they did make Cabrera throw 24 pitches in this inning. Uh, Mariners up 3-0. Uh, between the first two innings for the Mariners, that's 42 pitches that they forced Cabrera to throw. So that will come into play later on in the game. Uh, top three, John Birdie, uh Four-pitch ground out. Jacob Stallings, six-pitch strikeout against Kirby. Only two of the pitches were strikes, like in the zone. Uh, all the others were outside, but obviously Stalling was chasing. I think Kirby saw that. And then Garrett Hampson, five-pitch strikeout. Um, so now 15 pitches for George Kirby in the top of the third. Another economical inning. Uh, bottom three. Julio grounded out uh, to second base uh, on the fourth pitch. He did have a, it was a hittable fastball. That was middle, um, mid kind of outer half. But I look for pitches like this where Julio, you know, it's kind of tailor-made for him in that he loves to go to right center. Um, I think he's scuffling just a bit right now uh, in this game. Ty pitch grounded out 6-3, or Ty pitch, Ty, Ty France grounded out 6-3. 
And then uh, Teo flew out to right field. So short inning for uh, Cabrera in the bottom of the third. Top four, uh, Luis Arise ground out, Jorge Soler ground out, Brian De La Cruz strikeout, uh, 13 pitches, George Kirby. Bottom four, uh, Jared Kelnick walked on six pitches. He saw one fastball that was low and way inside on the first pitch and then curveball and then four straight changeups. Uh, again, pretty clear. Jared Kelnick is not going to get a ton of fastballs to hit until he starts hitting the breaking ball. Uh, Gino flew out to center field. Cal Raleigh on an eight pitch at bat grounded out to first base. Um, good to see him working counts. Good to see him uh, getting deep into counts. Uh and then Mike Ford came up and he hit a two-run home run to right center field on a low and inside changeup. It was one-on-one off the bat. Uh, what was interesting about Mike Ford's home run to me was that it was like in the absolute happy zone for a left-handed slugger low and inside. Uh, Mike Ford has been really good addition to the Mariners lineup these la- this last month or so um, since he's been called up. I just... He's a dangerous hitter. Uh, he takes walks. Uh, he does get it deep into counts quite often. And he's had, I think he's hit three home runs in his last two games. Um, good hitter. I If if you're going the, the cheap route and you're looking for a uh, strong side platoon bat as a DH, Mike Ford is a good one. So like his addition a lot. He's done a lot of good for the Mariners these last couple of weeks. Mariners go up 5-0 at this point. Uh, Caballero sees another five pitches and singles. Uh, and then JP Crawford strikes out on, on the eighth pitch. So 34 pitch inning in the bottom of the fourth for Edward Cabrera. And that proves to be it for him. Uh, after four, uh, Mariners did a good job of, of making him work, knowing that he is a pitcher that lacks control and command. They really did force uh, Edward Cabrera to throw a ton of pitches um, and get him out of the game and not let him get comfortable. I just I think that's so important. It's a recipe that the Yankees used in the late '90s. It's a recipe that the Mariners used in the early 2000s. Uh, not just on base percentage and trying to look for walks, but specifically understanding that um, getting into another team's bullpen. If you get into that bullpen early, you are likely facing hitters or excuse me, pitchers, relief pitchers who are not um, quality enough to be starters, and so you're you're facing uh, a lesser talented, typically uh, lesser ability sort of pitcher. And that's in this uh, in this game, getting Cabrera out after four innings and 85 pitches, you move to Archie Bradley, who was once a first round uh, draft pick, but is now really a, um, a middle relief pitcher for the Marlins who's going to be going back and forth between AAA and the major leagues. He was just called up from AAA uh, for this game. So, Again, good job by the Mariners in getting into the bullpen early, uh, taking lots of pitches off of Cabrera. Uh, offense is starting to turn around. Uh, top five, Garrett Cooper strikes out against Kirby in a four-pitch at-bat. Uh, it's three fastballs and then one sinker that was on the outer rail uh, for a swinging strike three. Um 0-2, so Kirby goes up 0-2 and throws a fastball um, pretty far outside. And 
watching that pitch to me was pretty clear. Again, this was another intentional waste pitch, 0-2, to try to set up the hitter. Um, and he came back to strike out Garrett Cooper. I just, I think a couple weeks ago, we would have seen George Kirby go after the strikeout with that third pitch instead of wasting a pitch um, to shift shift the the approach of the hitter. And I think this is what in part led to the strikeout. Another good sign from George Kirby. Uh, Yuli Gurriel singles on the fifth pitch and then went to second on the on a Jerry Kelnick boot. Uh, Gene Segura struck out and then John Birdie struck out in the seventh pitch. Um, again, bottom five, uh, Archie Bradley comes in to relief. Uh, Edward Cabrera, he gets through four hitters. Top six, uh, Jacob Stalling struck out on three pitches. Garrett Hampson uh, singles on pitch number two. Um, what's of note in the Garrett Hampson at bat is both pitches to Hampson were sliders. The first one was uh, high and called a strike. The second one was low and away, and he hit it for a single. This idea of doubling up on any sort of breaking pitch uh, to me is is just a bad one. It I feel like oftentimes. Um, when you see hitters uh, do damage against the Mariners, it's, it is often uh, two straight breaking balls of the same break. I remember, I think a week or two ago, talking about Matt Brass doing the same thing to Corey Seager and throwing him two knuckle curves and allowing him to gauge the uh, the velocity and the break of that pitch. Uh, I think the same thing with Hampson in this in the top of the sixth with George Kirby. He threw him two straight sliders, and Hampson ends up hitting a single. Uh Luis Arise lines out to shortstop. He hit the ball pretty hard. Uh, nice play by J.P. Crawford. Uh, and then Jorge Soler ends up singling on a hanging curveball uh, to drive in a run. So it's now 5-1 Mariners. Uh, Brian De La Cruz gets on, on an error by a. Eugenio Suarez. But it was really nice pitching by George Kirby in this at-bat. Uh, three pitches were uh, top of the strike zone. And then uh, one that was belt high, but inside, right on the inside rail. Um, you start to see him dot the frame of the strike zone quite a bit more. Uh, that wasn't his fault, that error. And then he comes back to strike out Garrett Cooper on five pitches. That was it for George Kirby after six. Again, he had 10 strikeouts, was brilliant. Three hits, one run, not earned, no walks. But the bigger step for Kirby was that he was wasting pitches trying to uh, – uh, make the opposing hitter less comfortable. And that to me was a really, really great sign. Again, that was the next step in my mind for George Kirby to start to become a part of the AL Cy Young conversation. Uh, Bottom six, Gino walks, Cal walks, Mike Ford singles, bases loaded, Jose Caballero um, hit a bases clearing triple down the line left field on a sinker that was low and in. Uh, again, both pitches to Caballero in this at-bat were sinkers that were lowing in from Archie Bradley. Uh, doubling up on the same pitch in the same location against a major leaguer is just, to me, a silly. Uh, so he ends up with the bases clearing triple. Mariners go up 8-1. And then the only other note from this game is Mike Ford hit a solo another uh, home run, a solo home run off of JT Chargois, who was a uh, former Mariners reliever. 
this was 101 off the bat, uh, 394 feet. Uh, again, Ford just doing damage, coming up and doing damage, looking like a, a, a pocket Dan Vogelbach, uh, hitting for a little more power, walking a little bit less than Vogie did, but but certainly similar appearance and a similar running style. Cal uh, Raleigh also in this game was great. Uh, one for three with that three-run home run, but he scored two runs. Uh, he walked once. Caballero, two for three with three RBIs. Again, Mike Ford, three for four with two home runs, three runs, and three RBIs. Mariners won without production from the top of their lineup. Uh, the top of the lineup, JP, Julio, Ty France, and Teo were 0 for 16 with two walks, and the Mariners still scored nine runs. Great sign for the Seattle Mariners. Uh I do think that some of this is sustainable. Um, we're seeing some players just kind of come back to where uh, their average production should be. And I think if each player in the Mariners lineup performs uh, kind of average to their baseball card, Mariners going to be all right, especially with the p- type of pitching that they got in this game. Uh, Justin Topa pitched the seventh, uh, allowed no runs, two hits. Chris Flexen pitched the eighth. Flex is really struggling. Uh, gave up a home run to right, opposite field home run to right field to Garrett Cooper on a 92 mile an hour fastball that was up and away. He gives up two runs in, in that inning. And then uh, Tyler Saucedo came in to close out in the ninth. Mariners win 9-3 on eight hits. Bottom of the lineup produced. A really nice game from the Mariners. Uh, but George Kirby in this game was the MVP. So... Tonight's matchup, uh, first pitch is 640. Again, Mariners have already won the series and are up 2-0, uh, eight games out. Uh, of note, the Marlins' run differential is now minus 33, and yet they're six games up. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to be sellers at the deadline. At least they should, based on on their true talent. Um, the one player in this lineup that I've talked about before that I would love to see the Mariners go after is... Uh, Jorge Soler. Soler's current triple slash is 256, 348. Uh, looks like nine or 899 OPS. Um, but Soler would be a nice addition to this Mariners lineup. And he's the player I'd like to see them go get. Uh, if the Marlins are smart, they are going to understand that they're not contenders um, and start to deal eventually here. Mariners. By contrast, are 33 and 33. Their run differential is actually plus 10. Uh, I think the Mariners are turning the corner here with the offense starting to produce. So they go for the sweep today. Luis Castillo against Yuri Perez. Castillo's four and four with the 270 ERA and a 099 whip. 76 and two-thirds innings, 92 strikeouts, only walking 5.5% of the batters faced, uh, 30% strikeout rate. Uh, the Marlins would be smart to stack the lineup with lefties. They're hitting um, 240, 300, 725 OPS. Righties are 173, 212, and a 507 OPS. So 200-plus point OPS difference between the, uh, lefties and righties. Uh, as you know, fastball, slider, sinker, changeup mix from Castillo. Just a consummate professional. Mariners ace. Mariners have a good shot going into this game. Yuri Perez. Yuri Perez was my number one starting uh, pitching prospect. 
Uh, he and Grayson Rodriguez were the two, I think, at the top of the list. 20 years old, one month and 30 days. Young, young kid, 6'8", 220, could be taller than 6'8". He was signed out of the Dominican Republic in July of 19. Marlins brought him up uh, a little over a month ago. He's gone 29 innings, 22 hits, 30 strikeouts, 3-1 and one with a 2-1-7 ERA and a 1-2-1 whip. His X ERA and X FIP are much higher. X ERA is 3.64. X FIP is 4.69. He is walking 10.7% of the batters faced. Um, so a little bit of control issues as of right now. Nine, uh, 91.8% left on base percentage, meaning he's getting a bit lucky and stranding, stranding runners. It's also, there is some skill involved with that, uh, with that number and his ability to get swings and misses can certainly help it. Fly ball pitcher, 27.3% ground ball rate, which is very low. Uh, not a not a huge split between righties and lefties. Mostly it's uh, lefties' ability to walk against him is slightly higher. Throws a four-seam fastball about 47% of the time, uh, 97 and a half miles an hour average. Hard thrower. Slider 24% of the time at about 87 miles an hour. Uh, curveball 18% of the time, 81 miles an hour on the curve. He's thrown 90 curveballs so far this season, and he's gotten whiffs on 63% of them. Uh, could it be quality of pitch? For sure. Could it be uh, anticipating the 97-mile-an-hour fastball from Yuri Perez? I'm sure that has something to do with it, but 63% whiff rate on a pitch you've thrown almost 100 times is is pretty awesome. And then a uh, 10 per, just over 10% uh, change-ups at about 90 miles an hour. So fastball, slider, curveball, change-up mix. Uh, 31% whiff rate, which is about 6% over league average. But you're looking at, with Yuri Perez, a someone who should, provided health, should be a perennial uh, National League Cy Young candidate. Uh, he's going to strike out a ton of hitters. He's got um, Sandy Alcantara and a very good uh, pitching or, or coaching staff with the Miami Marlins to learn from. Uh, I think sky's the limit for Yuri. Of all of the young pitchers coming up, I think Yuri Perez has the highest ceiling. I'm talking about major leagues now. Um, the Mariners probably are lucky enough to face him at a place where he's a lot younger uh, in this game, he you will see him mature over the course of the year as well. But just a absolutely uh, uber talented um, right handed pitcher for the Marlins. It should be a lot of fun. This is a game. I know I've said this about the previous two games as well, but this is a game where you know if you love pitching and um, you want to see talent on the field, this is this is it, right? This is the best pitching matchup of the day. You don't even have to look at the other pitching matchups today to know that this is the best, uh, the best one. So should be a ton of fun. Looking forward to watching this game. Again, Mariners looking to move a game over 500. Uh, things are looking up. Bottom of the lineup produced last night. Uh, we'll see who comes through tonight. Thanks for listening, you guys. We'll come back tomorrow uh, with a recap of tonight's matchup and then a preview of the uh, weekend series against the Chicago White Sox. Thank you for listening. 
to the Mariners cast from Sports Ethos. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20, T I N O J R 20, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E T H O S M A R I N E R S. Take care, y'all.